for that close relationship that we can have with you, Lord. Daily walking one-on-one with the Father. Hallelujah.
we wait for you, God. We wait, God. Hallelujah. Father, just have your way in this service tonight, God. Our hearts are open, God. We're ready, God, for whatever you have in store for us, Lord. Don't hold anything back from us tonight, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
Blessing and praise and honor, worship and adoration. Oh, how we adore you, Lord. How we adore you, oh God. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory be unto your name. He's a merciful and mighty miracle-working God. He deserves all the glory and the praise and the honor and the thanks. Can we do that tonight with our hands and just give him praise? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Turn and love on somebody nearby. Let them know you're glad to see them. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Man, it's good to see y'all tonight. Thank you for being here. Um, I don't know where all them other people that was here this morning went to, but I'm glad you're here, okay? And so we're not going to rag on them. We're just glad that you decided to come back. Uh, I know there's a lot going on, and we've got several, several, several of our church family that are, that are gone right now through the missions trip, and so uh, we are missing them. Uh, I miss my youth pastor. I love that guy. Um, I, I say it a lot uh, when he's here, but I'll say it when he's not here as well. I've never had a youth pastor that... Uh, that I that I depended upon as much or that I thought as much of as what I do brother Chasen uh, He is a good good man, and uh, and I love him appreciate he and Jill so very much And uh, I haven't heard from them. I'm sure they're safe and sound or he'd be calling me going hey pastor help And so uh, I know that they must be doing well getting settled into their rooms and all that stuff And so remember them please this week as you pray uh, also just a quick reminder tonight uh, for Tuesday night, ladies, uh, Sister Vonda wants me to invite all of you out uh, for Heart to Heart Ministry. They're going to be meeting back in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, of course, it's full of uh, clothing items and household items right now. Miss LaDonna and, and Sister Kate and some others have been working uh, to organize and sort and separate and that sort of thing. Uh, but man, they'll take all the help they can get. And so Tuesday night, uh, it's going to be a finger food night. Uh, fruit and stuff like that uh, and vegetables you know if you want to bring some vegetables and 
Potatoes. I like potatoes. Fresh tomatoes. Absolutely. What's left over goes to, anyway. <laughs> Vonda told me yesterday, she said, I have not all summer long had fresh tomatoes and bacon uh, and tomato sandwiches for summer. And so we're going to find us a farmer's market and we're going to tomorrow. Absolutely. Anyway, um, look, Tuesday night, ladies, come on out and it'll be fun. Uh, a, a bunch of girls getting together and, and uh, working shoulder to shoulder is a great time. And so uh, come on out and be a part of that. Uh, it's been a, a great week. Uh, our kids have been uh, gone to children's camp, to kids camp all week long. And uh, Jonathan and Courtney uh, went and sweated. And uh, I know Miss uh, Courtney did better this year than she did last. Last year she had a tummy that was way out to here. Uh, and uh, she was, I, 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 she's not in here so I can ask. She's right here. <laughs> I kept looking in the crowd. I was stalling, man. I was stalling. She's going to come back in the door any minute now. Where's Courtney at? You are sneaky, dude. You are sneaky. How far along pregnant were you last year? I was about seven months. Seven months pregnant last year. And she still went to kids camp and did great and, uh, and played all the games. I'm sure this year was much easier and much better for her. And uh, so she snuck up on me, so I'm going to let them have the, the platform. Jonathan, Courtney, come on. Make our children's pastors know we love them tonight, please. That might help. Here we go. There we go. So, are you going to tell them what the girls told you about what your attitude was like this year compared to last year? <laughs> she wasn't pregnant this year. What would you expect? But we had we had an awesome time. Uh, even though it's a tough job staying with the camp was really really full. There was 850 kids there this week. So. It was amazing during worship time hearing all of their little voices singing. Um, that makes it all worth it. As you might notice, there's not any kids with us here tonight. We had a couple that uh, are sick, a couple that don't regularly attend here that went with us. That's some of Courtney's family that lives down in the Dallas area. They go with us the last couple of years they've been with us. And then I know Tegan's sick, and some of the others are out serving the Lord with the missions trip. So praise God for that. Um, we've got a little video that we want to show you, and then there's some more detail that I'm sure we'll get into. So let's go ahead and play that video.
as you can tell by that last picture there, we weren't the only ones wore out after the week. <laughs> So first thing I want to talk about, just to brag on the kids a little bit with uh, some giving that they did while we were there. During camp, they have a BGMC challenge where uh, Dean and Joy, the pastors there, they're the, currently, they're the kind of head of children's ministry in Oklahoma. They're leaving that position, sadly, I think next month. They are moving into planning a church in the Oklahoma City Moore area. So we need to be in prayer for them and that, and also in prayer for whoever the next children's leadership's gonna be for the state of Oklahoma. They, Dean and Joy have expressed that they're gonna help whoever the next person is as much as they possibly can, so I'm sure that it's gonna be great, but that's something that we need to be seeking the Lord about. <laughs> Is Vonda volunteering? <laughs> as much as he enjoyed driving the buddy train last year. <laughs> yes, it was. They had something with the battery that was messed up. Yeah. 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 Before camp started, before youth camp started, they went to blow it up the first time. There was a big old rip right down the middle of it, and the kids were kind of bummed about that. I was not so bummed. <laughs> it's one of the more dangerous things they have to play with there, so we, we avoided some bruises and some scrapes, <laughs> that's for sure. But the, the BGMC challenge we had this year was to put roofs on some churches in Honduras. They had a What's that called? Hurricane? Back a little while ago, took the roof off of like a hundred churches in the country of Honduras. And the challenge this week was to raise $7,500 so that they could put roofs on, was it four churches they could do for that? And they not only met that goal, but they raised $8,600. So that's awesome that some churches are going to get the roof put back on so they have a nice dry place to meet in the future so that was awesome the the kids get little wristbands that they have their money on to go spend at the concession stand or whatever and the kids had the opportunity to give those wristbands into that offering so it's awesome to see their willingness to give towards something like that you have something you want to share I'm doing good. Okay. Well, we'll just keep on going. If you could, yes, that slide's already up there. Thank you. It is. We'll get to it. So I know you guys probably can't read much of this, but every evening we would have open recreation and the kids would get to go to, there's a new building. It's like two, two and a half years old where they can go play basketball there was a jump rope, hula hoops, the little thing, the parachute thing that you saw the boys throwing up there. That was one of the options. They had temporary tattoos. Funny story behind that. The assistant director of the camp, uh, he's more bald than I am, completely, totally. 
I, I would imagine it's probably my choice, but he had some of those temporary tattoos on the top of his head. He had little beach balls. kids just loved that. And as hot as it was, you can imagine how much we all sweated. So that temporary tattoo was running down the side of it by that evening. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what else did we do? There's a nine square like we have out here. The kids got to play that. They also have a gaga ball pit, which is like a circular enclosed half wall type of thing where they bounce this uh, soccer ball looking thing around. Kind of a fun game. They got to play in the sand. There's a giant water slide they get to go down during that time. Some of them got to go fishing. There's some pretty good catfish in that little pond you got there too. The paddle boats, that that was my least favorite thing. I will admit. I was hoping to get to ride in the back because that thing is so much work to go not very far. (laughs) They got to go to the splash pad and the challenge that Dean and Joy issued for the BGMC, they had kind of an incentive for the kids. Water wars. Water wars. Oh wow. So what happened was, and there's a video on the Oklahoma Children's Ministry website if you want to go see what happened. But basically, they played war with a deck of cards. And whoever won each round would get to squirt the other one with a water gun or dump a cup of water on their head. Then it went to a bucket. And it elevated, elevated. Elevated to the bucket on the splash pad. The splash pad bucket. The loser of the whole thing had to go stand under that bucket, which that happened to be Dean. We were all hoping it would be Joy because she is terrified of being wet in public. But she did a great job. She did get wet. I was rooting for Joy. I don't know what you're talking about. Us women got to stick together. Uh, the, the buddy train sadly wasn't functioning totally right. I think the first night they ran it a little bit. So I don't think, did any of the girls ride it? No. The boys did go do the hayride though. They had a lot of fun on the hayride. It was, it was fun. And the last thing on that list was the dunk tank. I volunteered to get in the dunk tank. Which, it was partly selfish, because it was 100 degrees. I wanted to get in the water, so I was perfectly fine the with it. The girls were super excited that he got in the dunk tank. And um, just so you know a little bit about yeah. how camp works, since we only had six kids with us, we didn't have enough to fill each cabin ourselves. So we were roomed with some boys from Grove and also from Chelsea. And all of them were also excited to try to get to dunk me. And they did a really good job. I got wet a few times. And the girls came over. There was one person that was successful. We have a video of that. So let's see the video of the successful We'll let you guess who was successful. That was my favorite part of camp. So Miss Courtney got me, and he didn't think I could hit it. You may have seen in the slideshow a while ago. Look I at had the joy on my face. 
in the, in the slideshow a while ago, you may have seen my shark shoes that I had on that go with the rest of this outfit. I didn't wear them tonight because they're very uncomfortable. And I was ready to take them off the day we wore them. I was going to wear something from every day, but Jonathan informed me that I didn't have time for a costume change. So, But I wore the shark shoes while I was in the dunk tank and was like, come on, kids, the shark's going to get wet. And there may have been some taunting going on, but it was all in good fun. That's what he gets for taunting me. She, she got me. So if we could go on to that next daily cleaning expectations. None of the parents so, are here, so this doesn't matter. Not they did learn how to clean. Not everything watching. we did was fun. Yeah. Uh, you may have seen the picture in the slide where Boston was standing next to the trash can. One time during the week, uh, your cabin, your room, gets selected for KP, which is Kitchen Patrol. And the kids are responsible for picking up the trash, sweeping the floor, mopping the floor, cleaning off the tables, basically making everything, making sure everything in the cafeteria is ready for the next time that we get to eat. And this list is things that have to be done in the cabin, in the room, every morning before they leave. They have to clean the bathrooms, clean the toilets, clean the showers, wipe the mirrors down, clean the counters down, make sure all their stuff's stuffed up under the bed so nobody trips walking over anything. And something that the boys from Grove did, and I think the girls you were roomed with did the same thing, was they brought a bunch of decorations. So we had Hawaiian beach party stuff everywhere, flamingos, palm trees, all kinds of awesome decorations in the room. And it really made it more fun, the in-room experience part, because of that. Are you going to talk about anything tonight? <laughs> so we asked the kids. I've got some text messages on what their favorite parts of camp were. You saw mine. Um, <laughs> So Cam said her favorite was service and the water slide. I've got another video that he didn't put on the slideshow that I'm going to let you guys listen to. Um, Jonathan did opera on the way up to camp. <laughs> you don't have to show the video now. Julie, do not put him on the worship team. <laughs> you do not want me up there, people. <laughs> i got to pull Lily's up here. Uh, she said her Gigi was her favorite and the crab game. So Gigi, Gigi was. So the people that they had scheduled to bring the messages to camp, they got a position in Missouri to be head of the kids' camp there. So they had to cancel last minute. So Dean and Joy and their kids ministered. And Gigi is one of their daughter's characters, and she's hilarious. So that was, that's who uh, Lily was talking about. So you probably saw in the slideshow some pictures of the whale and Jonah. That's what we talked about this week was Jonah, excuse me, basically about uh, being a witness to, for God and not letting stuff that you might want to do get in the way of doing what God wants to do through you. And Tegan's. I've got to say it exactly how she texted it because it's funny. Yeah. 
Uh, she said, my favorite parts of camp were definitely the worship. It was really good. And then the concessions because their food was amazing. And last but certainly not least was when on the way up here, Mr. Jonathan started singing opera. And then she said, now let me tell you, that was some good opera. <laughs> so full story behind that. On the way there, they were singing the alphabet song. Yes, the ABCs. <laughs> In many different about renditions. Every different way. We, we heard, heard the Oki version. version. I think they were burped they were at some point. The ABCs. <laughs> and there was an opera version that I jumped in on a little bit. <laughs> what was your favorite part? My favorite part? Um, do you have any more? Oh, speaking of that, me? he got lucky. His yes, cabin the yes. whole week. Which Our boys, me? they were great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we were in bed by probably 10, 10.30 every night, which, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, not me. <laughs> that's a testimony in itself. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Girls are loud, and they like to cackle all night long. <laughs> My favorite part was the next slide. Okay, so this night, what, we, the third night, we were 30 minutes late to dinner because these girls were in the sanctuary still praying. It's awesome to see their willingness and their just fire for God and Every night it grew and it grew and it grew, and that's just something that I'm really, really glad that they have brought back with them. And I'm sure with the uh, mission trip that they're going on this week that they're going to continue to pour, pour that out. And that's really encouraging and uplifting to me. And honestly, it probably sounds crazy, but I am uplifted from this last week. You'd think We're ready you're going to be next year. crazy, crazy tired from going to bed really, really late and getting up way early and just be wore out chasing after kids all day. You did but not go to bed really, really late. Relative to I normal. <laughs> but no, we had a really, really awesome time. And we're really blessed to have the kids that we do. And this year was Tegan's last year, and I bawled my eyes out the last day of camp. <laughs> I'll probably do that next year because we have more than just, we have several that it, it will be their last year, so. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. I believe that's it. Yeah, give it up for our kids' pastors. Amen. Man, I'm proud of you guys. Um, one of the things that I've made comment about several, several, several different times uh, is just the fact that, you know, when, when God called Sister Vonda and I uh, the very first year to, uh, to go be the pastors in Muskogee, um, we didn't have a children's pastor at that time. We had a bunch of kids. Man, they had an incredible van ministry uh, there at that church. And on any given Wednesday night, um, we had two 15-passenger vans, and they'd both go pick up a load and bring them back to the church, and then they'd go pick up another load and bring them back to the church. And so we had a huge children's ministry, uh, but I didn't have a children's pastor on Sunday morning. 
And uh, I looked at Sister Vaughn and I said, hey, if you'd just fill in until we can find somebody, uh, would you be willing to do that? And she said, ah, yeah, I can do that, no problem. And so nine years later when we left that church, you know, she was still filling in as our children's pastor. Uh, But part of her deal was, if I'm going to be the children's pastor, then when it comes time to go to camp, you're going to go to camp with me, Bubba. And so we went to children's uh, camp together for for years and years. We started out when when we still had the camp at Turner Falls. Uh, We were there with uh, uh, Faye and and Jack Sockhill. And uh, we we counted ourselves as the Sockhill's kids. They trained us and and just kind of taught us camp. And uh, we got our, our feet wet with them and did youth camp. I can tell you, uh, as your pastor, I'd a thousand times over rather go to a kid's camp than go to a youth camp any day of the week. Uh, Brother Chasen has a special calling on his life to go and put up with them teenagers. Uh, little kids I can deal with all day long, but teenagers just drive me nuts. And so, uh, But I, I love them. Uh, we, we went uh, and, and loved every minute of it. We love, we love, we love, we love kids' camp. And we went last year with Jonathan and Courtney and kind of showed them the ropes. And, and uh, they, they rocked it last year. And uh, I said, okay, this is your year to go by yourselves. And obviously they rocked it again this year. And uh, I'm so proud of you both. And uh, you're, you're incredible. And you're doing a good job with them kids. You're teaching them about Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I've got a brief word that I want to bring to you tonight. Just a few thoughts uh, on, on the topic of kids. Uh, I think it's important uh, to acknowledge we've, we've kind of done a camp wrap-up. We do that uh, every time we have a camp. Uh, it's, it's good to come back together and, and uh, to recap everything that they've experienced through the week. Uh, yes, I know you're probably planning ahead. And I, I think it's sad that people would stay home tonight if they knew we were having a camp wrap-up and they stayed home because of that. Uh, but because we need to show support for them kids. We need to show support for our children's pastors. Uh, And next Sunday night, yes, we're going to do a wrap-up from the missions trip. Uh, And I want people to be here to come back to support those who've gone and ministered all week long. And so uh, it's important that we support our children. It's important that we support our youth. It's important that we support one another, right? Uh, And and so I I just want to take just a few moments and and just put some thoughts in your mind. Uh, The the truth is the Bible has a lot to say about kids, right? Uh, Proverbs 6 and 22 talks about if we'll train them up in the way that they should go when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Uh, It talks about how we should teach our kids. It talks about how we should treat our kids. It it talks about how kids ought to have respect for the mommies and daddies and uh, how how we ought to treat one another as as children of God. And the truth is our children have a lot that they can learn from us, but the truth is also we have a lot that we can learn from kids as well, right? We have a whole bunch we can learn from kids. And, and guys, I'm talking about a whole lot more than just how to program your cell phone. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm talking about more than just how to uh, program the, the radio in the car or, or, or how to get the car unlocked if, if it locks on its own, something of that nature. What I'm talking about is uh, we, we have so much we can learn from our kids about being a kid. Right. How many of you, I know that, that we have some people who are advanced in years, Vonda, that are here tonight. I know we have some people that are, I'm not going to say long in tooth or, you know, old or anything like that. I'm just going to say advanced in years, okay? Uh, how many can remember what it was like to be a kid? Man, I had the best childhood. I like to play. Did, did you like to play? You like to play in the, sprink- the sprinkler? The sprinkler? I kind of got hung up there. I like to play in the, the garden hose. I like to play in the front yard. 
Uh, I, I like to ride my bicycle. Uh, I told you guys, I, I put so many gray hairs in my mama's head uh, because, yes, I grew up in the city, but I thought I was a cowboy, and I'd ride my bicycle just as hard as I could, and we had these hedges that were right against the street, and I used to play what I called bulldogging, and I'd ride just as hard as I could, and I'd whoop my leg over to this side, and I'd jump off on them bushes and just tackle them, and my bicycle would keep going, and one day my bicycle kept going down the road, and a car coming this way ran over my bike, and... My mama just knew that I was on the back of that bicycle. and I liked being a kid. It was fun being a kid. We didn't have a whole lot of expectations. We didn't have a whole lot of uh, pressure on our lives. We didn't have a whole lot of uh, junk and, and overbearing stuff that we deal with. Listen, as an adult, you have to think about uh, stepping out of being a kid now, and now you've got to think about taking care of your kids, right? We, we kind of transition from being taken care of to, to being the one that's taking care of somebody else. But, but I believe that, that, that children can teach us what it means to live as a kid, what it means to, to, to be a child of God, and what it means to, to act appropriately when it comes to remembering childhood. I'm not talking about being childish. I'm talking about being childlike, right? And so that's what I want to talk to you about just real quick tonight. In the book of Mark chapter 10... Verses 13 through 16, the Bible says that then they brought children to him, Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But Jesus, when he saw it, the Bible says he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. And assuredly I say to you, who does not receive the kingdom of God, whosoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. Let's pray together tonight. Father, thank you again for your word. God, thank you just for the opportunity to minister it tonight. Father, I pray tonight that you just have your way as we, as we focus on what it means to, to live our lives as a child. God, be glorified. God, be praised in all that we say and all that we do. God, always for your glory, always for your praise. God, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And all of God's people are reading and said, oh, amen. amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap, please? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Aren't you glad for the kingdom of heaven tonight? Aren't you thankful for the promises of our heavenly Father? One of the greatest promises in the Word is the promise of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And there's a lot of folks in this old world who will tell you, well, we just really don't have any idea what heaven's going to be like. I can't tell you how many funerals that I've attended, how many funerals that I've either been a part of or been sitting in the congregation where you guys are at and heard the preacher behind the pulpit say, well, we're going to miss old Sally Sue. She's in heaven tonight. We really don't know what heaven's much like, but, but one day we'll get to go there. And they use this scripture every time they, they quote that, every time they say that. It's found in 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, For it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, they, they usually stop right there as they read that scripture. I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart to man the things that God has prepared for him. But how can I tell you tonight, they stop too quick on that scripture. For the Bible goes on in verse 10 and says, But God has revealed them to us, how? Through his Spirit. 
So through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have a greater depth of understanding about what the kingdom of heaven's all going to be like, right? We, we can understand the beauty and the splendor, the glory of heaven, the, the throne room of heaven, and exactly the sights and the sounds that are going on there. Even right now tonight, we can read the Word of God and the Spirit of God can bring revelation knowledge to us about what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like. I want to go there. How about you? I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And here's what Jesus said. He said, nobody can enter the kingdom of heaven unless we become as a little child. We need to become more and more like children every day. I said it a minute ago. I'm going to say it again. How many would understand there's a huge difference between being childish and being childlike? I don't believe that God has called us to be childish and demanding our own way. I don't believe that God has called us to be childish and whine and complain and gripe all the time. I don't believe God has called us to be childish and selfish. I believe that God has called us to be childlike in our character and our nature of our walk with Him. So the question we've got to ask ourselves tonight is, what does it mean to live like a child? Well, there's some things I think, again, we can learn from kids. And the first one is this. How many understand kids are full of trust? Yes, they are. Children yeah. trust. Yeah. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, the Bible says, For you are all sons of God. How? Through faith or through trust in Christ Jesus. Right. How many get it tonight? We can all trust God. You might not be able to trust politicians. You might not be able to trust the used car salesman. You might not be able to trust the banker. You might not be able to trust the people you know. But you can always trust and you can always count on Almighty God. How many understand that kids are full of trust? Kids trust what you've said to them. Kids trust the things that they've been taught. A couple of weeks ago, I'm going to tell a Timothy story. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was standing in the foyer, and Timothy comes running in, and, and he always grabs my leg. The first thing he does when he sees me, he needs a, to have a pastor hug, and I need to have a Timothy hug. And so Timothy ran over there, and I picked him up and hugged him. And, and I don't know how we got on the subject or what I said to him that made him say this, but I, I said something about monsters, or I said something about booger man, or I, I said something about being scared or something like that. And Timothy looked me in the eye, and he said, Oh, no, Pastor. I'm not scared. Jesus lives in my heart, and Jesus is bigger than the monsters. Now, he's had a mama, and he's had a daddy that taught him that. First of all, because they didn't want him to sleep in the same bed with him anymore. They got tired of putting up with that kid, and I'm scared. Well, Jesus lives in your heart. You're okay. Shut up and go back to sleep, right? They got tired of having to put up with him through the middle of the night, but that little kid trusted them. He believed what they had to say to him. And so now, guess what? Timothy's not scared of monsters anymore because Jesus lives in his heart and Jesus is bigger than the monster. When my girls were young, we, we would travel from time to time. We'd go to different places and uh, occasionally uh, we'd stay overnight in a hotel and we always tried to get a hotel if it was warm outside with a swimming pool. And Jamie and Josie both would stand on the edge of that swimming pool and I'd say, jump to daddy, jump to daddy. Neither one of them could swim a lick. Neither one of them knew how to dog paddle or anything like that. But they would jump off the side of that swimming pool into water that was over their head. Why? Because they trusted their daddy that they knew that daddy wasn't going to let them drown. 
If daddy said jump to me, then daddy's going to catch me. He's going to take care of me. They have, children have a sense of trust in their fathers and their mothers. Can I tell you, son of God, can I tell you, daughter of God, we need to have a trust in our heavenly father such as we've never had before, especially in the hour and the day that we live in. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that we're supposed to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And all of our ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct our paths. Trust in God for every footstep you take. Trust in God for every decision that you make. Trust in God for your rising up and your lying back down. Trust God every moment of every day. See, what happens as we get older is we get jaded. Anybody ever been jaded? You know what I'm talking about when I use the word jaded. Somebody told us they were going to do something, and they ended up not doing it. And so the next time they tell us they're going to do something, we believe them a little bit less. We trust them just a little bit less. They told me once they was going to do something, and they didn't follow through with it. And so how can I trust you now to go forward? Listen, our God is not a liar nor the father of lies that he should tell a lie. Listen, our God has always told us the truth. If God has said it, that's exactly the way it's going to be. And friend, we can be like little kids, and we can trust our heavenly daddy thank God what do we learn from children we learn to trust another thing we learn from children is we learn to love book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 says therefore be imitators of God dear children and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice of God a sweet smelling aroma How many understand tonight that that children take on the actions of their mother and of their father? The the things that they say, their actions, they're, they're often imitating the things that they've seen in their mommy or their daddy. If your kid's a brat, maybe you ought to look in the mirror. The Bible says that, that we, as children of God, are supposed to be imitators of our Heavenly Father. Come on, we need to love like Jesus loved. We need to love with an unconditional love. We need to love with a, with a radical love, with, with a love that's so special and a love that's so powerful, and we need to walk in it on a daily basis. One of the things that I, I enjoy the most about being the pastor of this church are the children of this church. I love that when I come in on Wednesday nights, one of the very first things I'll do is to go back to the fellowship hall. For those of you that don't know, Brother Chasen has set it up where we feed those kids before services on Wednesday night before they go down to the youth room. And uh, there's always some meal back there for them, especially through school time. Uh, They may not have an opportunity after school to have a good hot meal. And so we've got pizza or we've got, uh, man, when Don and Nancy cook for them, they've got a gourmet meal that's laid out for them back there. Uh, They'll go back and they'll get some food in their tummies. And normally I get to the church on Wednesday nights about 6 o'clock. And so the very first thing I do is not come in this sanctuary, but I go back there to see them kids. And and Hannah Hawkersmith, uh, Allison Hawkersmith, man, the very first thing they want to do is come over and give Pastor Gary a hug. Alley Cat has gotten to the place where she don't see me anymore without having to give me a hug. And Timothy, I got another Timothy story. Every time I see Timothy, it's, Pastor Gary, let's go shoot the duck. <laughs> let's go shoot the duck. For those of you that don't know, I've got some, some decoys, some, some old decoys that, 
uh, they're decorative more than anything else, but they were given to me by my, my father-in-law who's passed away, gone home to be with the Lord now. And, and I've got all these decoys that are on my bookshelf behind my, my desk. And I've got a little guy that was on a birthday cake and he's holding a rifle. On the birthday cake, he was pointing at a deer. But, but for Timothy, he don't want to shoot the deer. He wants to shoot the duck. And so Wednesday nights, he'll come in my office and I'll set the duck down and he'll pick up the little guy and he'll go, pew, pew. And I got to flip that duck upside down so that he knows he shot the duck, right? Those girls, Allison and Hannah, don't want to come give Pastor Gary a hug because he's Pastor Gary, but they want to come give Pastor Gary a hug because they love me. That little boy don't want to go shoot the duck in my office because I give him a piece of candy or pass him a $5 bill. He wants to... I'm really not giving him candy, okay? And he doesn't have And I don't have any money to give him either, so... He gives me a hug and he wants to come shoot the duck with me because he loves me. And he loves hanging out with me. Guys, we've got so much we can learn from kids about loving people. They don't care about who you are. They don't care about what you got. They don't care about what you can offer them. They, they love you with an unconditional love. Uh, many times they love with a giving love. I can't tell you how many times throughout the years I've gotten done preaching and went to walk to the back of the room and some little kid walk up to me with a, a, a work of art that they've drawn for me while the preaching's been going on. Here, Pastor Gary, I drew you a picture while you was preaching. This is you up there preaching. It might look like a donkey, but it's supposed to be me up there preaching. <laughs> Children love with an unconditional giving kind of love. Church, we need to love people with an unconditional giving kind of love. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Listen, we need to love the people that God's placed in our lives. And we need to let them know we love them every day. Every encounter we have with them, we need to let people know we love them. I know some of you guys are tough guys. I know some of you guys are not huggers. I know some of you guys are not emotional people. And I know some of you guys don't like it to be told that you're loved. But I've got to tell you something, as your pastor, even if it makes you uncomfortable, even if it makes you uneasy, I'm going to tell you I love you because I love you. When, when big old Joey Burns will allow me to shake his hand and look him in the eye and tell him I love him, listen, it ought to be easy for anybody. Listen, for two guys to love each other is not weird or strange, even in the year 2022. Can you say amen? amen. We need to love in, in action, in deed, and in truth. Right. How do we live as a child? Well, we learn to trust as a child. We learn to love as a child. And we learn to make peace like a child as well. The book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, the Bible says, uh, Christ declared, blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called sons or children of God. Praise God. Our, our God is the God of peace. How many believe that tonight? How many understand that's the reason the Father sent His Son was to bring peace between God and man? At one time, we were considered enemies of God. We were, we were at odds with God, but God chose to restore the relationship that was broken apart by sin, and he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to take away the sin of the entire world to restore the relationship and make peace between God and man. When we think about children, I believe that children are peacemakers themselves. Anybody ever been around kids and one of them had a toy and the other one decided they wanted it? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
the fight gets to going and this one wants the toy and they're tugging and they're pulling and, and this one gets mad and they yank it away and they take that Tonka truck and they crack the other one in the head with it and I may have done that to my big brother. I'm just saying. I'm... Kids get in fights, right? I, I would imagine probably uh, Miss Sherry's got some stories, some war stories that uh, as many girls as she's had in her house and uh, especially with them twins, I would imagine if you had two of them that were the same age at the same time going through diapers and clothing and, and they both had the same body style, they probably wanted to share clothing. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. I'm sure they fought like cats and dogs. I have no doubt about it. Poor brother Lynn. I pray for him continually. Six girls in that lady's house. You know that kids fight and they bicker, they fuss. But let me tell you what I notice about kids as well. Kids make up real quick as well. Kids may fuss and fight. They may get into it. Uh, they may have an argument or a dispute about whose toy belongs to who. But friend, they want to make up with one another real quick as well. And you know why that is? It's because they understand they need each other. I don't want to just play by myself. I want somebody else to play with. And so I've got to make up with my brother or my sister. I, I've got to make up with that other uh, little boy or little girl in the nursery because I want somebody to play ball with. I, I believe it's, it's really sad when we get older. And again, as I spoke about this morning, we hold on to our grudges. We hold on to our offenses. We, we allow those things to separate us. And, and we get to the place where we can't play with anybody. We can't get along with anybody or play with them. I, I, I said this morning, uh, the Bible says very plainly, if we don't forgive, we're not going to be forgiven. We've got to be peacemakers. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, we're supposed to bear with one another and forgive one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must forgive. Come on, I want to be quick to forgive the people around me. How about you? I want to be quick to be a peacemaker with the people in my life. How about you? I want to be childlike in my walk with God. I want to trust Him every day of my life. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that I can love the people with an unconditional love that God has blessed me to be a part of my life. And I also want to know that I can make peace with them. Uh, listen, even as adult, things can go awry. But the reality is the quicker we make peace, the better our lives are going to be. Amen? I believe tonight, church family, God has called us to love and to trust and to make peace. Living as a child. Sister Julie, Brother Dennis, would you guys come tonight and help pastor just real quick? The book of Mark. Chapter 10, again, verse 13 through 16. They brought little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. And surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Man, I want the kingdom of God. So I want to enter as a child. Yeah. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for the example of children. God, I pray right now that you would just walk with us and, and be with us and let our hearts be lifted tonight to trust you in a greater way than we've ever trusted before. 
Lord, let us, let us make peace with the people that are around us. And Lord, let us love with this unconditional giving love that, that cannot even compare to anything the world knows. Lord, be glorified and be praised. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Pastor, there's not many of us here tonight. Why are you giving an altar call for salvation? Because that's what God told me to do a long time ago, friend. If you're in this room tonight and you would say, I need Jesus to become my Savior. Perhaps you're here tonight and you walked away from Him. And you say, Pastor, I need Jesus to become my Savior. This is that time. This is that moment in the service. And so what I want to do is just offer the opportunity for anybody in this place. Pastor Gary, I need Jesus. Would you lift your hand so I can pray with you? Anywhere, anyone. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight, please? What does it mean to live as a child? I think the Bible's pretty clear. We need to trust God greater than we ever have before. Guys, in the year 2022, we need to trust the Lord. There's things that are happening at, a, at an ever-escalating, alarming rate, and we need to trust God on a level such as we've never trusted Him before. We need to be quick to love the people around us, and we need to be quick to tell them we love them. Let it be more than just word. Let it be more than just lip service, but let it be seen in our actions, in our reactions. We need to love on a new level in this year as well. And we need to be quick to make peace with the people in our lives. If there's any ought, if there's any unforgiveness, if there's any discouragement that's trying to, to, to rise up and, and do, do greater harm in your life than good, then friend, it's time to be the peacemaker that God has called us to be. Be quick to forgive. I want to invite you tonight to a time of prayer. Either find a place there where you're at or come and find a place in the altar. But, but please, friends, please don't leave until you spend some time talking to the Lord. God bless you as you pray. Jesus loves me.
he loves us the way he does aren't you glad that we can live life as a child the simplicity of a father who loves us and meets our every need I'm so grateful I want to pray over you tonight please Father we love you God we thank you we praise you God we pray for for those that have gone this week on this mission trip God I pray a special blessing over them protect them Lord I pray keep them safe keep them from harm God, thank you for, for Jonathan and Courtney. Thank you for being with them this past week and the great work of ministry that, that you called them to and you blessed them and allowed them to do. Father, I thank you for a special blessing upon them. God, walk with us this week and, and God, may your name be glorified because of all that's said and all that's done. Draw us closer to you every day. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you.